and welcome back to another episode. Oh, oh, what an interesting time we had last time. Oh, God. The group returned to Sledge. They got themselves settled, got themselves horses, met a chicken, got a chicken, and then Navath shot him. Find out what happens on today's episode of Dingoes and Dimwits. And clock just drops to the ground. You hear, uh, Ugo, you're standing right next to it. Um, its tongue sitting out of its mouth. <laughs> Divine blessing, heal it, damn it. Use an ability, do something. I, I rush over and do cure wounds. Twice. I fucking twice. Shove you out of the I way. Cure, no, I cure wounds. I cure wounds twice. Oh, God. I burn both my slots before we've even entered combat. <laughs> okay, yeah, but how damage works is if you do double their health and damage, they don't. They're dead. You motherfucker. Can we return the horse? Can we get a refund for the horse? The woman is standing there in awe. Can we get a refund? Oh, God. Can we get I'll a refund? I'll be right back. I'm going to drive to Josh's house. <laughs> I'm crying. This fucking. Is... <laughs> I'm crying. You can't cry. I didn't mean to. My friend. I, just wanted... I just didn't mean to. I shot an arrow at him. I didn't mean to kill him. I just, I just wanted to scare him. Oh, I got a net 20 and backstabbed him. I didn't mean to kill him. <laughs> That's two sessions in a row you fucked this party. <laughs> I made Cluck as a friend. I'm going to give you one chance. I need you to make a medicine check. Oh, 20. I rolled a 20. I rolled a 20. All right. So the medicine check. All right. You are, you go in, you remove the arrow from him and you like put pressure on, you start giving it CPR and you just manage to get like a little bit of a flutter and you can hear a Faint heartbeat, very faint, and it's fleeting lay on hands, quick. Lay on hands, lay on hands, lay on hands. All right, you're gonna lay on hands. So burn through two slots. So you're gonna, you're like pressing on it. The tears rolling down your face, like you're just trying to get it back. And then you lay on hands, and then suddenly, <laughs> just leans up and oh, looks at you. Clack, clack. You scoop it up into your arms, and then he looks at Navarth. I'll never leave me aside again. So I roll an arm strike against Navarth's. What's like his arm? And it's 18. Yeah, roll an unarmed strike for damage. Yeah, it's just two. Navarth, you take two points of damage. He just punches you square in the arm. Quite hard. I, I, I apologize to the party and say that it's just all the dodging he did made me want to actually hit him. I tell you what, though, it could be a blessing in terms of we don't know anything about this person we met in the cave. This chicken could have been a part of it, but considering that he just shot it and killed it. Don't think we have to worry too much. It's just, it, well, no, see, Ugo, Ugo just revived him, but it's like a factory reset, right? So, like, he can't remember his past life other than Ugo and apparently hating me. You, you <laughs> see Cluck step down off of Ugo's knees and then he picks up your arrow from the ground that's still covered in his blood. He picks it up and he snaps it in half. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. He just looks at you. He then give, he then flips you off with both hands. You got given the turkey by a chicken. He He's... Fucking stands up back on Ugo's shoulders as Ugo stands up 
and he just keeps looking at you and he's just giving you the birds the entire time. Couldn't dodge that one though, could you, bitch? I guess we don't need to get insurance on the horse. <laughs> Looks like we're not having chicken tonight. <laughs> the woman is just standing there just like, what the actual fuck <laughs> did I just experience in front of me? You watched an elf kill a bird, an orc cry and revive it, and then an arrow get broken and 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 birds being flipped off. <laughs> right, y'all need to leave. You can come collect the horses uh, later when you actually go to leave town. Um, I would recommend think of a name between now and then. Um, but oh, the me. king told me to let you guys know to come back. So you guys head off. It's been about an hour or so. As you're leaving, uh, you hear the, the woman say to herself, Sadie, you've been told yourself before, don't mess around with strangers. These four are the craziest motherfuckers I have ever seen. <laughs> I like how I do nothing and get lumped in every time. <laughs> You're part of the party, mate. The only thing you did was put a dick on my horse. Yeah, she didn't notice it. <laughs> no, she didn't. No, she didn't. She's just like gathering and pulling the horses back in. I dare say she'd be just trying to... Process what the fuck just happened. Yeah. It's a bit- I really don't know how anyone would be able to process that, to be honest. I'm still trying to process what happened and I did it. <laughs> yeah, you did. But this is another case in point of maybe your actions do actually have effect on things. Maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe if he didn't fucking roll a 34 and dodge my first one, then I wouldn't have thought the cunt was invincible. That's not my fault. He's a friendly thing. You shoot for a fucking dog that walks up to you he on the street. He gave me a stink eye in the bird. Fuck that cunt. You shot him first. Three times. Yeah, but you shot him first. Look, so did Han, but that's fine. Han was going to die. He was being hunted. Well, have you seen the arms on that fucking guy? Yeah. This chicken didn't even do anything to you. Han's about to die. You're walking back, you enter back up into the hall and you walk in, you just see the king just moving around and whatnot. You don't hear any screaming anymore, which is good. You see Ikorg uh, standing around talking to Dura and then he looks back and goes, "Ah, why is there a chicken with arms flipping off the don't elf? Don't ask any, don't just... Long story, let's ignore it. Just, he's here, he uh, just... He's yeah. our friend! Just not mine, but uh, he's our friend. His name's Cluck. I kind of want to call him Clarky. Sounds like he liked that name. <laughs> He's just like, well, all right, um, you four are an interesting bunch. Um, okay, so you're back. Um, I have taken down these drawings for you of the curse marks that are on, on Gadril. Uh, if you're going to see anything like that, please inform me of what you find. Thank you very much. He passes it straight to Falas. <laughs> That's fine. All right. And the king walks over and then goes, ah, I see you've made a friend. Huh? Okay. You, you don't speak for the chicken. I am the chicken. <laughs> I, 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 I said that, though. That's you me. said, oh, you said, okay. That's fine then. Um, Clark or Clark, Clarky looks at the, the chief and just does like a head nod up at the, the king. The king just like is like, interesting chicken. Well, in any case, um, here is your money. He then hands, respectively, each of you um, 20 gold mm-hmm. and goes, all right, well, uh, I guess I will see you on your way then. Um, I assume you've seen Sadie down at the uh, the horse stables. Yep. That was a that was a great time. My my horse has got a dick on it and it likes to fuck things. Oh, okay. 
Right. That must be the troublesome horse. Well, I guess that matches. The bath is like the small toddler that <laughs> comes with you. Have you got games on your phone? <laughs> My mum said you look fat. <laughs> Why do you look like that? Daddy says that he has a lot of fun time with Mrs. Secretary. <laughs> One night, mummy and daddy were wrestling, and now I have a little brother. <laughs> I want to make it canon that you guys are saying this to each other. Not what I said was being said. Like, no, it's just- <laughs> excuse you. I don't speak like a Navar. You don't speak well of him either. No one speaks well of me. It's fine. No, probably for good reason. Yeah. You have done that yourself. You have done that yourself. I don't do only bad things. And now for something completely different. <laughs> I'm just not very consistent. I'm sorry, can we give you exhibit A through C of the last few episodes where you have done things that have not only hurt yourself but other people? Can we give you exhibit 10 minutes ago? Flashback uh, of a 10 minutes ago. Look, I didn't mean to kill Cluck, okay? It was just, it was a stray, very accurate arrow shot that went straight through his chest. As you're saying that, um, Cluck turns and swivels around on the shoulder of Ugor and then with his feet gestures of like snapping an arrow and then with his human hand points at you. I'm just going to roll a three and intimidate nothing. What are you going to say? <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to get my bow out, but you know. Okay. Then you, like, as you get to your bow out, you like fumble soul string. You drop it to the ground You're like shit. Yep. No, soul string. And, and Not the chicken just goes. Buck, 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 buck. Anyway. Again, the king is just witness to all of this and just is like, well, uh, okay, then um, I guess I will see you potentially in a few days. You sure will. Where are you planning on going first? The, the farm or to the library? Mm, which is closer? They're both uh, roughly similar amount of distance. It's just you head north and then you're either going to uh, splinter off and start to head to the west or you splinter off and head to the east. We're going to the library first. Okay. This okay. seems a bit more time sensitive. Sure. I appreciate you uh, still thinking of uh, doing the quest of going to Og's farm for me. I appreciate that anyway. Dura will be leaving this afternoon with Gudrill, who has been sedated uh, and put under a coma. Is that wise? What do you mean? He's fucking covered head to toe with curse marks and is freaking the fuck out. Do you think it's really wise to make him travel? Well, he can't get any more help here. My priests have literally expended all of their magic. So when he freaks out on the road and kills everyone in the party, then what? Uh, Jura then says, well, I'm not going with you. I'm heading to Secrius. Oh, I'm not afraid of him. I'm afraid for you. Right. You did see that I turned into a 40-foot-sized minotaur, right? I think I can handle myself. Can you do that again for me? Do it again? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Can you can you grow and become 40-foot in front of me? I Because I was pretty sure that was a spell, and you had nothing to do with that. And so plays the Attack on Titan thing. <laughs> Having the sex with the bees and the eagles. <laughs> hot, hot. Um, Dura's just like, hmm. And then you just see steam start to come off Dura. And his father's just like, Dura. And Dura just stops and steam stops coming off him. And he just goes, right, I won't be goaded in by the cocky elf. I can handle myself. And I can change size at will. Okay. I guess I'll take your word for it. All right. So you guys start to head out of the uh, the main hall. And you walk down uh, back through the town. Cluck is just uh, sitting 
sitting pretty relaxing. He's actually leaning an arm on Ugo's head. Is he going to do another flip to get on his horse or what? <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to take another shot at him or? Nah, probably not. I've, I've had my fair share of shots. Mm. I hit him. That's all. All I wanted to do was hit him. I didn't want to kill him. I just wanted to hit him. Consequences. You know, there's always consequences oh, well, to listen, actions. That's fine. <laughs> Remember right. that, kids. <laughs> you do something stupid. Then sometimes you have stupid consequences. Remember this, kids. If you do something stupid, an orc will revive them. Once a day. <laughs> Once a day. <laughs> Once a day. An orc will appear and use their divine sense to bring them back to life. So you walk back over and you arrive at uh, the, the stables again. Sadie's there and she's just like sitting on a chair with like her head in her hands and she's just staring into the distance with a thousand yard stare, just like trying to process what's what not long happened <laughs> oh god hey so can we have our horses now or she's just, oh yeah hey how you going <laughs> sorry about that um right so the horses are ready have you thought of some names it fruit arcani i haven't thought of a single thing i would probably recommend a name of some kind <laughs> no shit sherlock i really don't like you <laughs> i hope you know that sorry what was that i wasn't listening <laughs> And he's a piece of shit. Right, got it. So she brings out the uh, the rainbow main horse and whatnot. Here's Fruit, did you say, or Fruity? Ah, uh, Fruit. It's a nice name. Well, there you go, Fruit. Have fun. She puts a saddle on, straps in the saddle, and gets it all ready up, and then gestures, you know, like, there you are. Are you going to just normally get on the horse, or are you going to do something stylish? Because I'm just saying, if you want to do something stylish. I'm just going to normally get on the horse. Um, this goes to everyone. If you want to do something stylish, I'm going to make you do a performance check. So just bear that in mind. I'm going to be super stylish and get onto my horse. Because that in itself is a performance. And I fell off the other side. <laughs> she brings over the like the younger sister of um, Black Betty. And you hop up on and then straight you didn't get your foot properly in like the straddles. And you just suddenly fall yeah, straight no, off. I've gone straight over the top. Eh? And she's just like... Have you never ridden a horse before? I, I pay other people to ride horses. Well, um, what did you name this horse? It. <laughs> um, <laughs> just it. May, may I suggest something nicer than that? I'm, I'm sorry. D- d- did I stutter? <laughs> a little bit then, yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, you're kidding. Right. I'm getting a lot of hostility coming from you. I've been nothing but nice. I'm just thinking it's a beautiful horse. Maybe a nice name. It. Does does it stand for something? It. <laughs> Stands for the horse. The horse just looks at you and then just like makes eye contact with you and then lifts its head up to greet you. Just like, sup. I'll do this. I'll, I'll, I'll return the greeting. And by the way, it's doing that as you are on the ground. It's- yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll respect the horse. All right, so you climb back up onto the horse. The horse it. I guess it lacks a name. Oh, well, that's fine. All right, you're all settled and ready to go. And brings out the spotted horse. What about you? Its name is Arcani. Arcani. That's a nice name. Well, it's not a magical horse, but hey, you're magical, so who knows what you could do with it. And I'm going to change the minor illusion from Navas to mine and make the spots shimmer up and down it. Like, just move like a lava lamp. Ooh, that's very nice. I appreciate that. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And she's like, ooh, that's very well. You really know your way around. And then she winks at you. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just going to hop on normally. Hop on. There you go. And then she brings out um, the last one. She puts the saddle on, straps it in, and you can get on your horse now. 
I walk over to my horse and pat its mane. I was waiting for him to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new meme. <laughs> so when are we? I start a blast. <laughs> I, I say that your name shall be... I will name you Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. Uh, right, right. Wouldn't it be Ace of Hearts considering it's got a heart on its chest? No. It's an Ace of Spade because hearts would imply that it would be red. You clearly don't know cards. So shut the fuck up <laughs> and continue to worry about your horses. I am going to get on like, you know how Legolas gets on horses? Yeah, I'm going to get on like that. Like around the neck from yep. one side to yep. the other. Yeah, that's yep. going to go well. I'm going to do that. The gravity defying get on. Yep. Performance check. 18, surely. You like grab around it and the horse goes, and then like you grab yourself back into the position you're seated down on the horse you've got the reins and it just wiggles around and whatnot till you get comfortable make me a dexterity check oh fuck off really i get a four i it was almost a nat 20 i want you to know yeah it's great it's almost <laughs> enough. as as you've done that it then reins up on two legs and whatnot and you're like holding on and then you slip and you fall back onto your ass fine i performance check 19 I do the same back and get back on the same way I just got on. All right, make me a dexterity check. I will. <laughs> Can I try and buck you off again? I got 19. Fucking leave me on that fucking horse. You hold on. You hold on. Sadie then says, this one has a little bit of trouble being adjusted to people. It certainly doesn't normally like people riding it. That's fine. It's about to make a new best friend. The horse t- turns around and looks at you square in the eyes, and then it squints at you. And I squint back, asserting my dominance. He's going to have a new best friend. I don't care. Because if it doesn't, it's going to get an arrow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> animal handling expert shoots friendly animals. Why have I not done an animal handling check? Because you haven't attempted to, like, soothe the animal or, like, be calm with the animal. You've tried to perform getting on... And then coming off, and then you tried to intimidate it. I gave it a name, and I stroked its mane. That's better than fucking anyone else in this group. Turns into a plane, and it turns back again when you tug on its winky. <gasps> That's dirty. Can we not go back to 2005? All right, shall we go? She's like, hold on. She brings out the last little horse. Ugor, it, w- it was on your shoulders, but when you got on, he then just walks off and then jumps and lands down on the uh, that horse. Well, the chicken can't talk. Um, you, orc, um... Uh, what would you name the horse? Bucky, what do you think? The, the chicken then puts its finger underneath its chin in like a tick direction. just be, And then like it starts stroking its like little gobbly bits underneath its neck. I agree. Let's call it Dave. <laughs> <laughs> he then just puts a thumbs up towards you. When you want to make a spin-off show, Death Adder, you need to make Dave and Clucky. <laughs> Dave and Clucky. <laughs> Can I get fucking Nathan Fillion and, like, Troy Baker to do the voices or something? <laughs> yes, he would be the perfect Clarky. What do we need to take care of him in terms of feed and all that? Right. Oh, right, right. Um, well, they all like apples. It's, it's quite easy to come across. Um, I can give you some feed. Um, I just need 10 silver per bag of feed. That should last you a few days worth of feed. Sure. Yeah, I think we should grab that. There's nowhere else in town that does it like a few few silver cheaper or... I am the only stable. Well, then uh, that answers my question. Damn right it does. 
<laughs> I'll go get that now while you get your money, sir. She brings back the, that. She then straps the feed to the side of the saddles on each of your uh, things. And for the chicken, free feed. She looks at you, Navatha, as she does it and ties it up. And she then taps the chicken on the head. I say, you're welcome, Clarky. He then flips you, flips you the bird. <laughs> you five now head off on your horses. As, as you guys are traveling along the road, you're just having a good old time. It's a good time to kind of reflect and relax a little. Nothing too bad going on. It's quite a nice you know, day as you ride on your horses. And yeah, you're head, heading along. You're having a nice quiet time. Clarky's just um, very chilling. It's a beautiful day. There's greenery all until... about. Until? Uh, until a meteorite lands on Navarth's face. Navarth, roll me a fuck you. All right. Where's the fuck you? <laughs> um, you put your finger in Is your- Is this the same type of meteorite that fell no, in the I, ocean? That's not actually happening. <laughs> you, guys, <laughs> you, guys, you guys are genuinely just riding through, and then you arrive at the outer um, grounds- you, you start to see like a, a couple of people walking along the roads and um, some nice stone paths. And then we um, start to get to the outer skirts of Vextal. Ooh. Ooh. So Vextal has two pathways, one leading straight into like a small village and then one leading directly into the main uh, opening section of Vextal's ancient library. So there is a large building in the center. That is the uh, main library. There are a couple of buildings to the right. There's a mausoleum. There's a large uh, capital buildings. This is a nice, uh, a rather nice area. It smells very good. The ground that you're walking on is cracked stone, but it's not cracked with holes in it. Basically, it's been cracked and then paved over to look like it's cracked. You are like walking on marble mm -hmm. as you trot along your horses. You can hear the like the clop, 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 clop. That sounds really satisfying. Mm, I do like that sound. And you, you roll up into the, into the town area and there's, there's a couple of people wandering around, mostly scholars. There is a school here. Obviously, people, you know, come here to learn. Nerds! <laughs> You just say that and, like, a couple of people look around and go, what on earth is a nerd? <laughs> no, I'm just picturing you. Homer Simpson pulling up in his car. Nerd! <laughs> Thank you. So, you guys wander up. Uh, there's a little, like, side stable uh, just to the left of you so as you come into the town area. Little little catchment. There's a uh, man standing there with a chart. There's, n like, 40 horses there. It's quite full. There's still some space because, obviously, a lot of people come here. He looks at you and go, four... Is that a chicken riding a horse? Yeah, don't ask. Just have you got room for us? Uh yeah, sure. Um over here. And he just gestures to like a like a free post for you to tie your horses to. Don't worry, we don't charge. There's plenty of water and feed if your horses need to keep hydrated and whatnot. Um I don't have any chicken feed. Don't sweat it, bro. Oh, okay. As I dismount from Ace of Spades, can I use animal handling? I'm just going to do animal handling every time I am near it. That's, that's probably a wise idea because I was going to make you do a check. Every single time. 15. Ding. Okay. He like <sighs> looks at you. You kind of start brushing it. It just looks at you with disgust and then lifts its hair into the uh, hair. It lifts its head into the air as if it's like a, above you. It's all right. Don't worry about it. And trots its foot a couple times. You can continue thinking you're better than me, but in time, we will at least begin to understand each other. All right. And as you walk away past its back, um, please make me a athletics check. Yeah, because it's going to try and kick me. And that's okay, because I'm going to get kicked. I got a nine. Seven and nine. Thank God it's not actually a kick. It's going to slap you in the face with its tail. It's not going to do any damage. It's just uh, whoosh, slaps me. And I turn at it and go, I'll remember that. It just goes. <laughs> <laughs> Harder. 
<laughs> Harder, daddy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Sucks to suck. Um, you guys all dismount from your horses. Um, Ugo, you pull up next to Clarkies. Um, He, like, stands up and looks at you uh, as you get off the horse. He, like, reaches his arms out to be like, can I go up? I like how Clarkies is just like a, a three-year-old child and Ugo's the father. <laughs> how old is Clarkie? I'm fucking clearly three. Well, you, you don't actually know that. I mean, you can attempt to like do, I don't know, an animal handling to see if you can figure it out. You got an eight. Mm, you can't really discern. He just looks like a, an adult chicken. I'm going to walk over to Clarkie and try and have a conversation with him. I got a 20 and I, I, I get up in, in Clarkie's face to try and see if I can work out its age from maybe how rough it's the leather-like skin on its face is or the, I think it's called a waddle underneath its neck, uh, the, the length and size of it and all that kind of stuff. As you walk up to it, uh, it just flips you off. I don't give a shit. And just goes... Bark. I rolled a fucking 20. He can fucking wait. It's turn. <laughs> so, it, I mean, we're not in turn on us, so no. Um, <laughs> fucking roll initiative. Roll initiative <laughs> to fight the chicken. Because we're about to be. Are the legs, beaks, or waddles faded? So, it, it looks like it's very bright still. It still has a lot of color in its legs and, and in its uh, waddle. So, it definitely looks like it's fairly young. You can discern with a twenty that it's probably within the age range of age range of like between one to maybe two. Right. Gray aged pretty quick then, based on that vision. Gray and Clarky uh, have been genetically altered, obviously, because he's got fucking human arms instead of chicken wings. Anyways, back to what's happening. So you guys start wandering off towards the main section. There's a couple signs up. There says Arcology, uh, Main Library, the Arcana section which is a whole wing to itself, our kind of wing. I'd like to say to the stable keeper to watch out for Navav sauce because it's a bit of a ruder. It, it, <laughs> sorry, what? It it likes to fuck other horses. Right, and as he turns around, he sees Navav's horse try to like pull its reins enough to try and get to the horse to its left, which is none of your horses. It's like, hey, oi, oi, oh my lord, it's huge. Uh, fuck. <laughs> As you guys are like trying to do, uh, and you just look away and start walking. So, yeah, you have administration, arcana, main library, and nature preserve. I feel like we should probably go to either the main library or arcana first. What do you think, Falas, being the, the mage of the four of us? He did say it's in the arcana section. So, we'll head there and see if we can gain some access or knowledge. Okay. So, you start to head in. So, you head inside the main area. So, you go through the main foyer to head uh, down to like a slight path. So as you guys wander through, you come to an area. Sorry, that... sorry to cut you off, DM, but I feel like we should probably discuss the game plan before we get there because we kind of under the impression that we're more than likely going to have to stealth past these guys and steal. I was planning on just asking. No, 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 no. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not against asking first, but when they inevitably turn us down, we need to be prepared for what we're going to do. The other problem is, is because we have a magic user, they may also be restricted. So, you know. Well, this is a good point. Take the human merchant who has zero connections to magic compared to the three people that can use ice and healing. You usually go talking as you're like walking through the hallways. No one's paying any attention to you at all, talking about their own things. Uh, you arrive to an open, large open library section with like a little desk at the front. Uh, there's a woman with glasses on writing down some scripture and, and moving aside some paperwork and whatnot. And she looks up and goes, Ah, yes. Who might you be? What do you need? Um, and if you're not here for anything in particular, um, go about your business. Hi, I'm Falas. 
Hello there. And uh, we're looking to conduct some research on some curse symbols, perhaps. We've um, come across a bad patch uh, with one of our allies in Sledge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're just wondering if you can help maybe uh, point us in the direction of some books for them. Sure, sure. Um, are you wanting any of the, the normal kind that we have that available for renting out, or are you wanting stuff in the restricted section? I believe it might be in the restricted section because uh, the magic user in Sledge told us that uh, this is older magic than he has seen. Right. Um, and who might that have been in Sledge? That would be Icorg Silverton. Oh, good old silver boy. I. Do you mean Icorg Silver Talon? Yeah, that's the one. Right. I just called him Silver. In that case, which school do you belong to? Same school as him. And what might that be? That's a good question. You can probably tell me the answer. <laughs> hmm. See, I don't believe that you are here to uh, peruse this for any other way than gain of some other kind. So the restriction section is going to remain close to you. The gate that we have there, that's locked by key right here on my desk. Quite frankly, you, Elf, the one that seems to be talking quite a bit, probably don't have the most purest intention with any information going forward. You other Elf, you're a bit cute, but uh, it's not necessarily going to be anything that's going to be uh, given to you easily. So, at this point in time, I am going to say no. I roll a 17, slide a hand, steal the key and run. (laughs) So, you're going to have to do that at disadvantage. And also, she sees you clear as day. So, even if you do a sleight of hand, she's still going to see it. Disadvantage roll. Fuck me! How do I roll a nat 1 and a nat 20 in the same roll? Perfect. Um, yeah, you wouldn't. You go to do it. She gets out a roller and slaps your hand. Uh, if you'd like to get into the restriction section, what you can do is you can go enroll in school, uh, study for about four to five years, and then I might consider it. Yeah, our friend doesn't have four to five years. I'm sorry, but uh, you're going to have to help us out here. Um, do you and- have any studies of uh, curse marks? Because like, we can show you the ones that they were presented with us. Oh, no, no. I, I, uh, that is not my air of expertise. Oh, where did you study then? I studied in alteration magic. Thank you very much. Alteration magic, but at what school? Never heard of that. I don't, I'm not surprised from a wood elf. Oh, that's fine, but you still aren't saying what school you went to. So as you realize this, you now notice that this woman is not a human, she is a elf. And she is a high elf. Oh, great. She's a high elf. Of course she is. Fucking bitch. High elves generally don't like uh, wood elves. They normally frown upon half elves. Okay. What do I have here that I could fucking use to my advantage? All right. That's it. I should. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. How did you know I was going to shoot? What else would you do? (laughs) Talk. I tried that shit and fucking go for it. Alright, that's it. Everyone everyone roll initiative. <laughs> so so as as you guys are like bickering between yourselves, uh Ugor, uh make me a perception check. Seven. That's fine. You you needed like a two to not notice this, but um Clark is Clark is not on your shoulder anymore. Um not only that, he's walking back towards you and in, in his hands he just gives you a thumbs up and has the key in the other hand. <laughs> I hate this chicken. Go, Clarky! Yes! Don't scream that out, you fucking idiot! <laughs> and she just looks at you and goes, "Can you not make so much noise? This is a library." Can I? Can I pull her attention over to like I'm on the I'm on the end of the table. I'm I'm round to the right. So if, if Clarky's going off the left there, I'm just gonna look. I'm I'm incredibly sorry. Like I, I know what wood elves are like. They're pretty... hey, shut the fuck up, <laughs> Ralph. Look, listen. You don't understand the 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 
the racial bullshit that I get from these high elven motherfuckers. That's fantastic. Remind me when I ask. Well, look, I didn't ask about whether you asked. Neither did I. I am merely telling you not to interrupt my conversation with this piece of shit highest priestess motherfucker. So as you guys are bickering and stuff, Clarky's jumped back onto Ugo's shoulders and just throws the key to um, to Falas and just like gestures its head towards the stairs um, to kind of be like, she's distracted. Maybe we should go. Yeah. Well, if you just realize that you're all elves in the same essence, you'd get along just fine. Well, look, listen, you would think that, but clearly this bitch has got other fucking problems. How dare you call me a bitch? Well, fuck, am I wrong? No, but that's not the point. Flash. Oh, look, oh. she admits it. She admits that she's a bitch. But let's go. So I want, I want right now, Ugor, um, I've already rolled a uh, stealth check, but Ugor, for last, roll me a stealth check, please. I, f- I got a four. I got a nat one. No, it's a seven, sorry. Seven. Seven plus three, ten. So as you guys are kind of like stealthing around, uh, I'm going to give you this advantage because you, they're making a lot of noise. It's worse. Oh my god! All right, so that's not going. Well. Oh my god! Could have left me with the four. Oh, one god, plus god. one, two. So that's a two and a four you got, and then also a six and a ten for the last. In in the realm of things, you guys now on the right side of the table. They're going around the left, um, and she goes to turn around and whatnot, and you just like. No, I don't. I don't think we're done here. <sighs> Why do you have to annoy me? I'm just trying to do my job. Well, that is. Purely because you think that I have ill intentions with restricted information when all I want to do is help a friend. Clearly, you have no intention of helping anyone, which I can't say I'm surprised by. You are a high elf after all. Miss High and Mighty, queen of fuckwits. Flash, you guys are like taking slow steps. I'm going to make it. They're making enough noise. You won't worry about checking. But Clarky's just at the top of the stairs just waiting. And he's just put his hands out like, come on. You know, gesturing for you just to come up the stairs. So the two of you walk up the stairs. You get to the gate, gated door, which is covering off the restricted section. In the upstairs section, there's a lot of people around and whatnot, but they all seem to be paying no mind to you at all. They're just looking at the books, so engulfed in that. A few people are looking from the upper balcony down at the others and just going, oh my, have you ever seen her this mad? I haven't. She's kind of hot when she's this mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just people talking on the upper balcony and stuff. And, like, Flas has just opened up, turned the key, and, like, gone inside. So you guys have stepped into the restriction section, closed the door behind you. Clarky's now back on Ugo's shoulders, and you kind of, like, went around. It is dark in here, by the way. You would normally need a lantern to go through here, and there hasn't been any on the way. So you're both looking around. Again, dark vision means that you can see clear in, in the dark, but it doesn't mean that you can see perfectly. Yeah, well, probably won't be able to read. Yeah. At that same moment... For last, you start to get like a whisper in your ear, and it's kind of leading you in one direction of the just a just a side wall, and kind of wander over towards it, and you just keep hearing it. It's getting louder, and then you just get closer and closer, and then you hear Falas, and you stop in front of a book, and the book is called The Meadow Hill. So you you take out the book, and the book opens itself and turns to a particular page and lights itself for luminescent. It turns over and then it reads, Once upon a time, there was a young human woman who lived in a meadow on a hill above a village. Tilda was her name, and she was blessed as a holy cleric who tended to the needs of the villagers and the animals in the forest. She was happy, free, and most of all, respected by all. One day, an injured elven adventurer came to the village seeking aid. He fought an evil spirit a few days before, 
and was rendered weak, slowly dying of curse magic. Tilda rushed to the adventurer's aid, taking him back to the meadow to recover. After several days of fighting the curse, Tilda had done it. She had saved the adventurer. He was overwhelmingly thankful and offered her his help in doing chores as payment. Tilda gladly accepted and for the next two months they lived happily in peace. One day, after a bad storm, the adventurer who had been sleeping in Tilda's barn was caught out in the rain. Tilda took him in and offered him to sleep by her fire to stay warm. But in a moment of innocence, the two locked eyes and kissed. Months go by as the pair lived happily. One day, Tilda awoke unwell and they both knew why. Wedding bells rung a few months later as the two planned for the rest of their lives together. With the baby on the way, they spent their time upgrading the house to be a bit more spacious. Tilda, being a cleric, one day had a vision that of a baby. It was a boy. One day, that boy would bring light to all. The pair rejoiced, rejoiced that they would bring such a bright light into this world. But as all things go, where there is light, there is dark. A few weeks before her due date, Tilda fell strangely ill. The pair, never being parents before, acted quickly by travelling half a day to the nearby temple hoping to find the cause of the illness. Priests and clerics came to her aid, but as time swiftly passed, their light grew dim. Three days of waiting, three days of pain, three days of suffering. The adventurer paced by a tree outside the temple for three days as he waited to hear news of his wife. Three days is all it took to snuff out the light. The head priest gathered the adventurer to see his wife, who was weak and pale. He gave his deepest apologies as he explained to the adventurer that they could not save the baby. Tilda was barely alive, an awful thing to happen to the pair. When Tilda was strong enough, they travelled home, but something had changed. The adventurer was not his sweet, cheerful self. No, he was blank, devoid of emotion, empty. Weeks go by as the pair barely speak. Tilda's power returned and she went back to curing the sick. But the adventurer sat by the grave that had been made for their son. He was absent, no longer the man she loved. For months, they spoke not a word. It rained for many days, and yet he would sit by the grave, empty. Six months now had passed, and Tilda decided that this place brought her too much pain, so she would leave. She placed a letter on her son's grave as she said her final goodbye. As she stared at her husband, who was nothing but a shell of his former self, she grew sad. So Tilda left, saying her goodbyes to the villagers as she headed to a nearby port. The adventurer did not change his spot. That was until he noticed a letter on the grave. In a fleeting moment, the letter was swept away by the wind and suddenly caught a flame. Black, heavy flames turned the letter to ash. The adventurer stood up, confused at what he had just seen, the ash then turned to blackened smoke, and with two white eyes appearing in the darkness, I am Draith. The dark spirit you fought long ago, I have returned to offer you something. The adventurer was puzzled. He'd never seen this form before. Was this really the spirit he fought? You are weak. You could not save your son. I can bring him back, but I would require a sacrifice. The dark spirit gestured towards the village below. I shall give you a taste of my strength but you must soak yourself in the bloods of every man, woman, and child that lives in that village. The adventurer had a look of shock about him. Such a twisted thing to ask of a grieving father, but that he was a grieving father who wanted nothing more than to see his son, see his light shine. He turned away from the grave and entered the barn. 
gathered his sword, which had not tasted blood for some time. He rode to the village and was greeted by many people in the street. It's great to see you. It's been so long, my boy. Would you like something to eat? Many voices came to his ears, but one rang the loudest. My power for their lives. I can bring your son back. And with a clap of thunder, a dark shroud surrounded the adventurer, echoing off of his now unsheathed blade. The villagers were in shock, out of fear they could not move. The adventurer said softly, I am sorry. With a slash of his blade, he cut down the villagers. He soaked the streets in blood, leaving nothing alive. By nightfall, he had done it. He then rode home. The dark spirit was waiting by the grave, laughing ever so manically. Ha ha ha, you actually did it. I'm impressed. Now I will bring your son back, but as my slave. When he is old enough, I will make him kill you. Ah ha ha, the spirit broke into an unstoppable, maniacal laugh. The adventurer stood still and softly said, I will not let that happen. The laughter stopped. The adventurer continued, I will take your power. I will become a lord. I will become an unstoppable force. I will break everything that opposes me. I will become the dark. Become the very thing that will shatter the sky. I will burn the earth, crush the sea, split mountains and slay the gods. Hear me now, for my name is Calvire. I will become the Dark Lord. As his speech came to an end, the spirit realized that his power was rapidly being sapped away from his entire body. Within seconds, it is gone. The spirit faded away with the wind, such wind that flew up to the sky and turned the sky black. Many years have passed since this took place. Was this just a story being read to you by a magical book, young Falas? Maybe. Whatever happened to Tilda? Some say she died. Others say she has transcended and became a god. No one knows. And what happened to the adventurer? Well, his dark influence was silenced. But the question is for how long? Young Falas, he has returned. And the book closes shut and it drops to the ground. It turns to ash. Well, I don't know any of that, so <laughs> I'm still so, arguing with the bitch. Yeah, we, we don't know. We're just kind of waiting. Ugor just comes around the corner because he heard the, like, the drop of the book and he just looks at you. This book may claim the origin story of possibly the Dark Lord and maybe even who Sage might be. You're serious? Yes. It doesn't have anything to help us with curses, though, other than if this person of the book, Tilda, is still around, she would be able to help. But we have to find her. I think we should keep looking maybe to see if we can find any other things before we sneak out. You guys kind of search around and spend the next like five, ten minutes. You can just hear them going, ramble, 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 bitch. Ramble, 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 fuck you. So you guys search around and you you look profusely. There are a couple books on curses, but looking through knowing what yours looks like and what the paperwork has, you do not find anything. It's now been like 40 minutes. They, they're just down there like Navathi's yelling at this woman who has her head in her hands, just frustrated. She's bright red. We're probably going to get kicked out and never be able to come back here, so we should probably head back and stop that. You guys turn, lock the door. Clyke is just sitting on your shoulder. Is Burrell supporting this or is Burrell trying to calm the situation he, the down? The only I'm reason curious. why it hasn't gotten out of control is because Burrell is there. Right. 
Okay. It's <laughs> probably a good thing. Yes. See, I'm a moderating bar inside of a nuclear reaction trying to stop you from going super critical, but also to stop you from screaming. You're kind yourself. of enjoying it at the same time. No. Yes, you are. You, you probably enjoy <laughs> no. the factor of, like, Navarth getting insulted. That's about it. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> you say that now. Brow's going to be my best friend by the end of this series, I tell you. <laughs> you said that about the chicken that you then shot. <laughs> It's not my fault that he didn't roll a 34 when I got a fucking nat 20. We're not doing this again. <laughs> you guys see uh, Ugor and Falas come down the stairs rather quickly. Uh, Clucky uh, gestures for the keys. I hand them over. He then uh, jumps onto the post uh, and slides down the railing and then jumps onto the desk and then uh, puts the keys down and then runs straight at Navarth. And just jumps onto Navarth's face <laughs> and just like flailing around and whatnot. And Navarth's like, fucking Clarky, get out of my face. I'm not done here. And then he just runs down off to the ground. A couple feathers came off him and he just runs back and jumps up onto Ugor's shoulders. Uh, the woman's just like, right, get the fuck out of this library now. Don't even waste a second. I just turn around and walk out. Sayonara. Oh, I've never met a more frustrating man. Well, have you looked in the mirror? Shut the fuck up. I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what all the high elves say. You do realize they all have long hair. You, you say that as you walk past Falas, who also has long hair, but facial hair. I'm pretty sure I have long hair as well. I, like, I, I, want, I want you to know I flick my hair at her <laughs> as I turn around. Yeah. Anyways, you guys kind of walk out the front door uh, and then out into like the main foyer again, area again. You can see your horses and whatnot. Uh, you can see Navarre's horse giving this guy just like some trouble just absolute trouble just will not calm down as as we're walking down the hallway i gestured towards falas and quietly ask if uh, if they found anything of use there was no information on the curses that we possess they don't have knowledge of them i did however read a book that seemed like a fairy tale story but it seems to almost fit the description of possibly the I'll just make a look around, see if there's no one in earshot, and then continue the story of possibly the Dark Lord's origin right. and maybe even sages. That's interesting. Well, it's unfortunate you didn't see anything about the curses, so I don't really know where we're going to go with that now. The only thing I can think of from that book is that the story said that the wife Tilda cured the man of a bunch of curses, and it took a long time to do, but... If she is still around anywhere, possibly she would be the one to help. So it's a matter of trying to find this this lady that we don't even know of whether she still exists. Or is it a was it at a location? Like could it have been locational based? Well, the book was called Meadow Hill. As you guys are talking, uh, you all stop in your path because there's like a teenage human uh, girl just uh, standing directly in front of you. And she just looks at you and says, are you looking... Did you go in the restricted section? I step forward and say, no, I didn't go into the restricted section. The bitch behind the counter wouldn't let me. Why did you mention the name Tilda? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not lying. She's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You. And she looks at you for less. What do you know about Calvaya? I know nothing. Very little. Oh, so you did read the book. The Meadow Hill? Uh, I don't know what I read, actually. Point towards Ugol. There was no book there. But it just happened. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you all need to follow me. Um, what uh, order? 
And so you say on what order? Yeah, on whose order? Like, <laughs> you're a 13-year-old girl. Why the fuck should I follow you? I outrank you. I'm 16. Because the little boy that we fucking got a box off was the Dark Lord. So yeah. let's fucking listen to her. Google, <laughs> yeah. shut the fuck up. Okay. Uh, number one, you don't say that name. Uh, number two, uh, she then pulls up her sleeve and she shows you a curse mark on her forearm. That looks like two lines leading to a open semicircle on one side and then another side with a dot in the middle and then two lines following it past. I go, yo, I've got a tattoo too. And I show her my curse mark. Navarth, there, there is a reason for everything. As you do that, she clicks her fingers and your curse mark starts to burn. Fucking you all bitch. notice when you look at that, that the curse mark actually, where the lines are on the circle, just above and outside that, there is text that appears that you cannot and have never seen before in your life. It looks like complete and utter gibberish, but just a bunch of text appears around his curse mark as it starts to get bright. Right. So she f- clicks her fingers. I'm now burning. That's it. I'm shooting the bitch. Her curse mark is also like uh, you can see her curse mark is lit up. She clicks her fingers again. It stops on both and your thing stops burning. <sighs> It's hard to explain. I can't explain here. You click your fingers again and make my neck burn. I'm a fucking shoot you where you stand. Okay. Can we go now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, all, you all follow her. She leads you down a pathway to like uh, a darker part of the like the hallways and stuff. And she just goes up to a door, pulls out a key, unlocks a door, and opens it up and goes, quickly, go in. Would have been better if she walked over to the door and was like, aloha more. She's not Hermione. <laughs> well, she could be. Well, she's... 13. She's 16. She has black hair and she's a I human. You said 13. I didn't. I said a young girl. Well, I assume 13. <laughs> I don't know why I assume 13, but she I She also 13. responded back to you and said she's 16 when you called her 13. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> so, you guys, are you all going to enter the room that she's just opened up? I'll enter the room. <sighs> sure. Yeah. You enter a room that's filled with just like old furniture that's been set aside and whatnot. Just It's a lot of dust, cobwebs and whatnot. She goes... I ask her what her name is. My name is Tia. Is that short for anything? No. Right. I don't believe it. <laughs> Tia starts with a T. The chick we were looking for, his name is Tilda. It's too convenient. Don't like yeah, it. it. It's almost like I have something to tell you about that matter. She... Then lights uh, a match and, and gets a candle and then leads you to the back of the room to a chalkboard, places it down and she's like, okay, to explain to you all, I was cursed as a child. And I know what you're going to say, I am still a child, it doesn't matter, right? I was a very young child when I was cursed. My father used to do dark magic. One day, some man came to the door, took my father cursed me with this mark and said that one day I would meet four people and I would have to kill them. That's why when I click my fingers, it burns for you. It hurts me just as much. Ever since my father was killed in front of me by this man, I have been looking at trying to find out everything I can about curses and stuff to do with the Dark Lord. I went into the restricted section after stealing the keys about a year ago. And a book spoke to me about a story to do with the Meadow Hill. But it mentioned the name Falas. I can only assume that's you. And she looks at you. I am going to tell you two things. Number one, Tilda, her other name is Sage. She is a spirit goddess. I don't know how this came to be, but she's been like that for a long time. That story on the Meadow Hill where the village was slaughtered, that 
happened. And not only did that happen, for the next 200 years, that Dark Lord slaughtered and conquered most of the realm. So much so that there is a continent that doesn't exist anymore, or at least most of it's been destroyed, but there's a small part of it that's not far off of the coast of Gravos. I don't know, it, it's weird there, there's always storms. But about 500 odd years ago, a- adventurers came forth very happy and spirited, and they were greeted by a woman named Sage. My great-grandmother's, well, great-great-great-great-grandmother was a part of that group. I'm part elf, but it's since been kind of weaned out. Several generations of humans mating. And the first time the Dark Lord was shut down, he was sealed onto an island, and then the island exploded, destroying it. It was a large body of mass that was completely destroyed. He came back in full force. And then Brighthammer and his group of adventurers went and tried to stop him. But three of the party died and Brighthammer went missing. They've only found the bodies of three. The Dark Lord was gone, but so was Brighthammer. Fifty years passed and then suddenly a large monstrosity of a man covered in blackened steel with a hammer attacked Evergreen and destroyed and killed a lot of people. It took several hundred adventurers to take him down, but that was the last time anyone saw dark magic until my father found a piece of the armor that was being worn by that monster. started tinkering, the dark magic got into his head, it controlled him, it got him killed. That's how I'm here. She then pulls out from underneath, like, the desk there, a piece of blackened metal that's shrouded in dark magic. This is what's left of that armor. I'm sorry to say, but I think that that monster was Brighthammer. I don't, we don't know what happened to him. I believe people kind of keep the spirits up by thinking it's not, but I think it was. So, now that brings us to here. I have found out one other piece of information that's super important to us all. To get rid of these curse marks, you need a goddess's power. I've tried to find a way to connect to a goddess, but I haven't been able to do so. But you, you loudmouth elf, you have connections to a goddess. Whether or not you believe you do or you don't, and spirits of whatever, that bow on your back is connected to a spirit, to a goddess. I know because I can fucking see spirit energy. Well, I feel like you might be telling the truth because although I haven't told the party, me and my bow soul string do have conversations from now and again. So, and just for canonical point as well, the, the words that you hear are your voice in your head being spoken by another person. Do you know anything about the spirit, my bow? I have not spent my entire life looking for spirits. I've been spent my entire life looking for curses and way to release it. That's why I've come to this damn school. There's not much here beyond that. How many years have you been studying? Well, my father was killed when I was four. Oh, so four years. So she'll let you into the arcane then. Just go talk to the bitch behind the counter. I've already been into the restricted section, you <laughs> oaf. That's how I know about the damn story. Oh, so you did it the right way. No, I stole the keys. Oh, well, then fucking she's still a bitch then. Well, of course. Well, what can you expect from a high elf? I'm not racially charged in any way, but she is a bitch. So Tia just says to you, look, I found something the other week. I found a piece of glowing parchment in a random ass part of the forest. I don't know who it was left by, but I have a feeling that it was left by Sage. It didn't have anything on it, but this is the paper. Inside of every one of your pockets, uh, you start to like see a glow and a glint coming out. 
You all start to pull it out of your pockets and you see that the letter that you have is glowing. So all I can say is that she's either nearby or she's trying to leave us breadcrumbs. Uh, all I can do, I can use a little bit of cursed magic. It's weird. It's kind of, I can summon ravens from nothing. She clicks and then suddenly a blackened raven just appears in, in front of you all on the desk. I don't know why and I don't know how it works. I can send messages with it. So this is what we're going to do. I am going to keep poking and prodding around here and I may have to threaten the Dean. That's fine because he probably has more information we don't know about. Stuff that's beyond the restricted section. Would you like help in threatening people? Oh, don't you worry. Just because I may be 16 does not mean I'm not strong at all. I don't need help. Uh, as you blink, you suddenly she's just in front of you. It's almost like she's teleported in front of you. And she's just leaning on the desk in front of you going, listen, I can handle myself. I appreciate it. As you blink, she's suddenly back at the board. Every single one of you are just like, what the fuck? You guys are going to keep doing what you clearly are doing because you're obviously poking a bear that something has been running a mark. Clearly, you've had some kind of interaction with the Dark Lord because of the curse mark on your neck. That means he's watching you which means he's not watching me. So if he's not watching me, I can find out as much information and pass it on to you all. As soon as I find any information, I will send a raven to you. Do we have an agreement? Sure. Right. <sighs> this is going to suck. You guys were never here. I'm going to make it so. She clicks her fingers and then suddenly you all are just standing in the middle of the where you were before with the horses and you can see the dude still having trouble with the horses. And then on Ugo's shoulder, uh, next to Clarky, a black raven just lands and is looking at you. And inside your minds, all telepathically, you just hear, sorry about that. It's better that no one knows that you and I have spoken. No worries. Well, where should we go from here? The raven takes off and then turns into nothing. Right, well, I guess we'll go fuck ourselves. So you guys all start to head back towards your horses and uh, saddle up, mount up. Navarth, make a uh, animal handling. I was already going to say that, DM. I walk over to Ace of Spades and run my hand very aggressively, I might add, to assert my dominance along it. 14. It was almost a 2. 14. Yeah, you run along. It just looks at you. Squinted. I go, g'day, boy. Did you get to mount any of the other horses while I was away? He's like, Bleh. Yeah, I know. that. F I wasn't the one that warned them. Fucking Falas did that. I was quite happy to let you just kind of be on your own. But, you know, it's okay. There'll, there'll be plenty other stables that we'll have to stop at. And um, maybe Falas might forget. Oh, and then we'll keep it between you and me. As you're just saying this, Palas's horse is looking at your horse and they're just like making eye contact. You just hear them go. <laughs> Navarth, make me an animal handling check. Just another one. Oh, why? Here we go. Animal handling. 21. All right. So you notice that out of all the horses here, all of them seem to be in pretty good shape. But Boral's horse appears to be in like racing horse shape. Like it's it a fast horse if it needed to come push them ashore. Got it for a reason. It, you could look at it and go like that horse would probably like well and truly out sprint your horse for longer and probably much quicker as well. So your mount back up on your horses. Uh, Clarky jumps down to his horse. It's starting to get like evening-ish kind of. Um, there is the town nearby. Uh, could be a good place to stop and uh, stay for the night. Yeah, let's do that. Stay for the night and discuss. Our yeah, where we're going to go and how we want to go about it. You roll up to the inn. Uh, there's a rather large bearded man uh, at the bar 
um, what's called chatting away, being very uh, nice and cheerful. Sijus come in. Ah, oh, more people. I love people. This is great. Oh, so and an orc too. Oh, we don't get many of you around here. Oh, please, please come in. Come in. What would you like? What can I do for you? Uh, some rooms for rest and uh, some food. Yeah, sure. That'd be not a problem at all. Is that a chicken? Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. It's yes. It's our it's, chicken. It's a chicken. Chicken. That that is a strong looking chicken. Hey, hey. Does he does he speak common or just like he understand common? Uh, We're not entirely sure. I think we. I think he understands it. You should see Clarky climb up onto the actual bar top and look at this dude. He just puts his fist out and they just fist bump. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, food and whatnot. Um, listen, guys, we're a little overpacked. Um, I hate to do this to you. We, we have some state, uh, like, uh, like a little barn area at the back. It's got some hay. It's not the most comfortable sleep, but it's a sleep nonetheless. You can stay there for free. Uh, just you'd have to pay for food if you're going to eat anything. So that's really it. Feeling like a feeling like the body of Christ right now. I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't worry, you're pretty little in the head for it. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. All right. No worries. Uh, what, what would you like to eat? What, what would you like to drink? Have you got any ale? Ale, mate. We have the finest ale in all of the land. Pour us one. One for everyone. That'll be five copper pieces per? I'll, I'll cop that. Oh, uh, does the chicken drink? No. <laughs> Clarky looks at you and uh, Ugo and it's just like, he just shrugs. He's <laughs> like, okay, uh, well, none for the chicken. Uh, water for the chicken? And the chicken just nods. <laughs> Clarky just nods. It's like, okay, I will get a small glass, I guess. Uh, what about food? What, what do you want? We have uh, the, the chef special, uh, which is a roasted turkey leg. Uh, with some vegetables uh, and some gravy. Uh, we might stay away from the poultry, I think. <laughs> I agree. Like he's just drinking and then he looks up when he hears poultry and just looks around a little bit. What? Oh, right. Um, how about some steak? I'll take a steak. Excellent. That will do. That will do. Medium rare, bit of gravy. Cheers, mate. No problem. Can do. Yep. And he just goes away and he's like, uh, that'll five more copper each. That's, we we uh, run a decent place here. All right, so as you're all like kind of settling in, having a bit of a uh, feed and whatnot, you kind of settle in to think about what has happened in the last few days. It's been a mess. Kaki gets a bit of feed. Um, what's called Ugo goes out and gets a bit of feed from the bag and something for him, just slaps aside. Kaki rips away at it. Um, and then you guys go outside to the barn area with some hay um, and lay down for the night. And in doing so, Kaki. Snuggles up right against Ugol. Gets nice and warm. It's a long rest. Uh, and yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we all take a long rest. And tomorrow, we will rise back up and uh, our boys will be level three. Yeah. 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 Level up, baby. Yeah. So that is going to do it. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>